welcome to A Journey to Inner Wisdom. I am Crystal Cotto Sullivan and your host of this podcast. I'm a wisdomologist and I will be exploring wisdom and the journey to our inner wisdom. As with any journey, there are many ways to get to where we are going. In this journey, there are many tools available to us on the journey, as well as people who will guide and mentor us. Today, I'm going to talk about EFT, Emotional Freedom Technique, E in the Wisdom Alphabet. You may know EFT simply as tapping. I've been using tapping myself with my children, with my clients for over 30 years, as well as work, working with a practitioner to get some deeper shifts about 10 years ago. I love tapping because it's easy to learn and use. I can teach people how to tap and they can use it on their own. I often use it when I'm driving and I get angry or frustrated with other drivers. I can tap at the stoplight. Stop over time, you will find that some tapping points work better, better for you than others. So I found several that work for me. So when I'm at that stoplight, I can just do a little tapping under my eye and I'll talk about the different points and, and that just calms me down. For those who are not familiar with EFT, it evolved first from applied kinesiology in the 1960s, which is based on muscle testing. In the 1980s, Roger Callahan used a diagnostic procedure using muscle testing along with clients tapping on acupuncture points, which he paired with ex exposure therapy to develop thought field therapy. Gary Craig took this in the 1990s and he dispensed with the muscle testing and just used the, the 12 meridian endpoints. This then developed into EFT, which can be learned and used by anyone. EFT is based on acupuncture points in our body. And acupuncture has been around for over 2,500 years, and it's based on the energy flow in the meridians of our body. Typically, acupuncture is applied with needles, but we also know that if we apply pressure to certain points, we can get similar results. For example, the, um, that skin and muscle between your forefinger and your thumb. If you have a headache and massage that area, it will, it will reduce, if not um, get rid of your headache. I don't get headaches very often, but when I do, I use that point. So both acupuncture and acupressure are based on energy flow through those meridians in our body. When these meridians are blocked, we can, can become ill. There are 12 meridians running in our body according to Chinese medicine. Tapping is based on nine energy points found at the end of these meridians. And I'm going to walk you through the, an EFT exercise today so you can learn these points. When Gary Craig began using and teaching EFT, it seemed like magic. It worked so well and so quickly, it was like snake oil. Over the last 50 years, there have been over 51 peer-reviewed papers that report uh, investigative research um, proving the clinical outcomes were effective of EFT. So it's now considered an evidence-based treatment. So then how does it work? There are three reasons that EFT works according to church in the EFT manual from the research. First, EFT reduces stress, and we know that stress can cause illness. Second, EFT diminishes the intensity of emotional trauma. And third, EFT modifies the way that our brain processes emotional information. So we all know about stress. When we're stressed, our bodies do not function at optimal level. When we reduce stress, all of our systems, circulation, respiration, digestion, and every other system works better. 
circumstances may not change, but when we have made our resources available because we are calm, we improve our functioning abilities. This is why EFT works with such a variety of ailments and complaints. With recent discoveries about brain plasticity, we also know that once we begin to rewire our neural pathways, we can change how we think. If we're working with a traumatic memory or any memory for that matter, the memory does not, well, the memory does not go away. Memories are always in our head. We might not remember them, but they're there. But if we're working with traumatic memories, our emotional reaction to that memory can shift and change. Tapping can be, and I wanna say here, if you're working with traumatic memories, you want to be working with a professional who can walk you through EFT because things just may come up that, that you may not be able to handle on your own. Tapping can be used with our emotional, physical, and physical ailments, as well as performance. Today, in order to teach you the process, I'm going to use affirmations. Sometimes affirmations get blocked by past memories with us, without, without us even knowing it. There are many resources available for learning EFT. If you're interested in learning more, I would recommend Nick Ortner's site, O-R-T-N-E-R. -E He's the author of The Tapping Solution. He has many great resources on his website, as well as a podcast and an app for EFT. And he just hosted a seven-day um, tapping summit. Napoleon Hill in his classic book, Think and Grow Rich, stated that when we are in a heightened state of awareness, speaking our affirmations becomes even more effective. Our body, mind, and spirit are primed to take on affirmations with little or no resistance from our inner voice. Affirmations, when practiced, impact our neuropathways and can shift our perception and belief system. So today, I'm going to walk you through the tapping process with the nine points. We'll go through the points first, before we actually do the tapping so that you know where they are. Some of you already do. And we will explore and create our own affirmations to use during the tapping session. So let's go. Now you can't see me, so I'm going to uh, explain these points as clearly as I can. So let's locate them first. So the very first point is called the karate chop. And what you're gonna do is, I want you to look at the side of your hand. So the side of your hand from your baby finger down your palm. So not on your palm, but the side of your hand. That is that part below your little finger, your baby finger is the karate chop. So what you're going to do is you're going to take your, your um, index finger and your middle finger together, and you're going to tap, you're going to tap with, just at the end of your fingers, you're going to tap your karate point, okay? Um, not too hard, you don't want to like slam, it doesn't have to be really hard, but it does, you don't want it too light. So you want to have a little bit of an impact. So you're going to tap that karate chop. The next point is the top of your head. So you're going to take your two fingers and you'll, you'll tap the top of your head, kind of right in the center where the fontanelle might've been when you were a baby was not might have been was there then you're going to tap the inside of your eyebrow and I didn't say use your dominant hand um you can use both hands some people teach it with both hands but it is just as effective with one hand so use your dominant hand so you're tapping the crown of your head then you're going to go to your inner eyebrow just above your nose on the edge of your eyebrow then you're going to go to the bone that is at the edge of your eye. So 
the corner of your eye is a bone, tap on that. Then you're going to tap under your eye. I'm just doing it a few times now, but when we actually go through the process, it'll be six or seven times. So under your eye, then to under your nose. That's the next point. The next one is um, between your lower lip and your chin. So kind of that crease that's in there. Mine's a big wrinkle. And then uh, your collarbones. So see, find where your collarbones join. There's kind of a little V. Go two centimeters down and two centimeters over and tap on that spot. And then finally, under your arm will be, stretch your, your left arm out or your right, whichever is not your dominant. And your armpit, go four inches down. For women, it's where your bra band is and you're going to tap on that spot. And then we always end tapping on the karate point as well as the karate spot, okay? Karate chop. Okay, now I'm gonna talk a little bit about affirmations. You may have affirmations that you love, fantastic, use them. If not, I'm just gonna walk you through um, how to set up an affirmation. You always wanna begin with I am always use the present tense and affirm what you want, not what you don't want. You wanna keep it brief and be specific. For example, I am driving my new Navy blue Mercedes C-Class Cabriolet. So you make it about you and not about others. And you can also add at the end something or someone better. So I could say, I'm driving my new Navy blue Mercedes C-Class Cabriolet or something better. Not sure what that would be, but <laughs> you can add that at the end of your affirmation. So here's some examples from Jack Canfield, Shakti Gawain, or Zig Ziglar. I am constantly aware that my world today is full of abundance and opportunity. I am calmly expanding my comfort zone to include everything I want to be, do, and have. I'm acting in alignment with my true life purpose. I am now attuned to my higher purpose and my life is unfolding exactly as it needs to. I am intelligent, competent, persistent, and creative. I am enough. I am an open channel to creative energy. I am confident in my ability to add what it is. You could also, without, without using I am, I follow my heart and feel joyful because I am doing what I was born to do. I accept all aspects of my internal weather and learn from the changing climate. I listen to my intuition and my inner guide. I give myself the care and attention I deserve. Okay, so what, what we wanna do um, at the beginning and the end is kind of sense where we are. So we wanna start with rating our belief level of this affirmation. So just jot down. Um, is it zero, you don't believe it at all, or 10, like total 100% belief? Just write that down, because at the end, hopefully I'll remember, I want you to go back and say, okay, what's my belief level now after I've done the tapping? So I want you to start out by saying your affirmation out loud. And so I'm, so I'm going to work on this one. I'm calmly expanding my comfort zone to include everything I want to be, do, and have. So begin with your karate chop. So you're going to tap the side of your hand and say your affirmation. I am calmly expanding my comfort zone to include everything I want to be, do, and have. 
Now to the top of your head six or seven times, you can repeat all or part of your affirmation. So I'm going to say calmly expanding. Move to the inside of your eyebrow. All or part of your affirmation, six or seven times tapping. Move to the outside of your eye. Under your eye, all or part of your affirmation. Moving to under your nose, calmly expanding my comfort zone. Moving to your chin, between your lip and your chin. Repeating your affirmation, all or part of it. Then moving to your collarbone, two centimeters down, across. Repeating all or part of your affirmation. And then moving to your um, underarm point, tapping and repeating your affirmation. And finally, we go back to the karate point. Say the full affirmation at this, this point. Good. Now, I want you to um, rate it again. And you can repeat this two or three times. It only takes a few minutes to go through the process, do it two or three times and just see what happens. Um, and you can do this for your morning meditation. Take, and then when you're finished, take some time to journal as well. And you will begin to notice patterns. And when we're aware of patterns, we have choices about how we're being. We have more choices about how we're being. Church in his uh, EFT manual states that EFT breaks our habit of being ourselves. Now, I'm not sure if he said that first, or if it was Joe Dispenza in his book, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. Whichever it was, um, it's true what we're doing. We're breaking habits. Um, I think I'm going to do a book review on, on Joe's book. I, I could do it under habit, can't I? Under H. Okay. So it's really about changing neural pathways because tapping will change our neural pathways and the way we experience and, and engage in the present moment. <clears throat> Pardon me. So try this when you're feeling stressed as well. If you need a boost of energy, if you're having a hard time falling asleep, or you need to calm your mind. <clears throat> as you do more research and find out more about EFT, you can use it in many areas of your life. If you're interested in working with emotions or even some physical issues, I would encourage you to seek out professionals, a professional who, will, who works with EFT um, just so that you have a guide walking you through the process. Otherwise, you can use it on your own. So thanks for joining me today. I hope that you join me again in two weeks uh, when I continue to talk about the ease because there um, are more things to talk about with the ease. I want to talk about um, the Enneagram and I'm also going to talk about the book, The Emotion Code by uh, Bradley Nelson. Um, it's a book I discovered some time ago and, and it's really um, very interesting. And because I've just done the emotional freedom technique, I think it will fit in quite nicely with the ease. So I hope to, I hope you join me again in two weeks and have a great two weeks. Bye.